Ooh. I don't know why I made that noise. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Letterboxd. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, more of our podcasts at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts, and you can like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash TheObsessiveViewer. And, of course, you can also support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash ObsessiveViewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. I'm uh, the aforementioned Matt Hurt and Tiny. How are you? Good, good, good. Good, 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 good. Um, I don't have my notes here, but um, yeah. How's how's how are you? That, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I yeah, got complaints. There's an ant on my couch. Kill it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With vigor. Yeah. Our friend Molly posted a snap that was <laughs> at her workplace. Uh, at her workplace, there was a bunch of ants on her desk. And in the group chat I'm in with her, um, w- before she sent the actual snap, she said, God, Paul Rudd is all over my desk. <laughs> and oh my God. previous to that, she had, she had sent us a picture of, um, an Ant-Man, like Funko Pop or something that some kid had left behind at the place where she works. Mm-hmm. And so without the context of the snap, uh, I felt like, d- did she get more like action figures or anything? Like <laughs> that's so weird. And then I saw the snap and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, funny. So yeah. So anyway, hi. Uh, this is episode 279. I think, um, are we t- no, it's 279. I think. Yeah. I'm going to pull the trigger on that. Okay. Uh, speaking of pulling the trigger, we just talked on Patreon about the NRA convention. We did. Yeah. So check that out if you want to hear me make snide comments about <laughs> Tiny's beloved hobby. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's, that's at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. And, uh, we also talked about a bunch of other things. Um, so it's always fun over there. I think there was something I was going to do. Um, oh, uh, Never mind. Uh, that's something I was thinking about for Tower Junkies. Okay. Uh, speaking of Tower Junkies, we're hopefully going to come back soon um, to that. T-Junks. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why. I really hope that that doesn't catch on. <laughs> Tower Jays is what I need Tower to call Jays, it. Tower yeah. Jays, yeah. But it's like we're talking about Michael Jordan's. Yeah. And like TJ sounds like a... Uh, it either sounds like a sexual act or... <laughs> Kind of a kind of a yeah. douchey high schooler. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. TJ Miller. TJ Miller. <laughs> um, yeah. So. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, Tower Junkies is coming back soon. I'm gonna do um, probably a solo Pet Cemetery review. Um, I assume you're not gonna be able to see it this weekend. I highly doubt it. At Shiloh. Highly. D- I'll try. Okay. If you do, I'm free like Friday and Sunday. Okay. I would go with you. Okay. And then maybe we could do like just a 
quick review for them. Yeah. Um, but okay. we're also going to hopefully, maybe if we have time tonight, record a uh, reaction to the It Chapter 2 trailer. Totes my goats. So check out Tower Junkies for that. As a brief preview for that, Tiny, what did you think of the It Chapter 2 trailer real quick? Exciting. So exciting. And a really good, tra- like a well-done trailer. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I feel, I feel like a lot of trailers now are just kind of throw, thrown together. Mm-hmm. This one was not. This was well thought out. Yeah. And Warner Brothers did a very interesting thing about it. They, or with it, they, um, they had, they announced that, like, the trailer was going to launch Thursday at noon, mm-hmm. Eastern Time. Um, but they had the link live. Like, they had, like, a live feed that was just, like, the, the background of, like, saying, like, oh, it's going to premiere here. Huh. So, like, you could go and, like, you could, um, in the YouTube app, uh, I don't know if other movies have done this or anything or if this is, like, a, a frequent thing, but um, the YouTube app, like, had, like, a display of the, um, the like, kind of backdrop, um, and then it had, like, you could set a reminder for it, so, like, hmm. when it goes live, it would send you an email. Um, and then, like, I was at work, and I just kind of, uh, actually, our friend Tony had sent me a text saying, like, so the It, it 2 trailer's coming out today, and I was like, yep, and then, I, like, I looked up on YouTube, and it was, like, two minutes away. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, 11.58 when he sent me that text. Nice. And so, like, I looked, and I was like, yep, in two minutes. <laughs> and so, I just sat and stared at my phone for two minutes and then another two minutes when it actually launched. But yeah, very effective trailer. We'll talk about it on Tower Junkies. Yep. Uh, check that out at towerjunkiespod.com. Um, that might be towerjunkiespod.com slash zero two eight. Um, but yeah, but today, Tiny, what are we talking about? Uh, we are talking about episodes three and four of season eight of Game of Thrones. Yes. The Long Night and the Last of the Starks. Yes. The Starks. Um, that's all we're going to talk about uh, and everything. Actually, first, I do want to mention that uh, two things up top. One, uh, if you listened to our Avengers Endgame review, thank you, and hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot of fun to record and a lot of fun to wait two weeks to release it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. But we did get a correction. Uh, our friend Matt from You're Gonna Love This or Not, which is a podcast that I will be on next Friday, uh, May 17th, is when my episode will launch where I talk about uh, Short Circuit 2 uh, <laughs> with them. Uh, super fun time. Um, nice. But that'll be coming out soon. I'll put a link uh, um, everywhere when it launches. Cool. Um, but he pointed out that when we... We're talking about uh, actors from uh, the movie Sunshine in the MCU. Uh, we mistakenly referred to Benedict Wong as B.D. Wong, right? Uh, who is a completely different actor who appears in the F- Jurassic Park franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't mean Benedict Wong, and thank you so much, Matt, for pointing that out. And uh, yeah. We were half right. We were half right. His last name is Wong. Yes, yes. And his name in the film is also Wong. We were, we were, yeah, that's, that's true. And I think that that's where kind of the confusion came in. Yes. But even though, like, we were half right, we were totally Wong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That was, that was fun to try to keep a straight face for that. Yeah, you did pretty good for you. Thank you. (laughs) That was so backhanded. It was. (laughs) Thank you. 
Um, okay, so, and then the other uh, piece of business we have before we get into our reviews, um, very special uh, thank you uh, and very, like, earnest thank you to our friend Robert in Utah, who has been a longtime supporter of all of the podcasts we do and is also a Patreon supporter as well. Can't thank you enough for that, Robert. Um, he wrote a very kind YouTube, or not YouTube, but iTunes review on uh, for all three of the podcasts. I'll just read the one for, for Obsessive Viewer. Um, first of all, I love the uh, subject. It's favorite podcast. Oh, man. Which is always super nice to know that we've tricked people into <laughs> thinking that we're their favorite podcast. <laughs> um, but his review is... <clears throat> I found this podcast through Matt's other podcast, Anthology, and instantly fell in love. I even went back and listened to the previous 200-plus episodes. Matt, Tiny, and Mike are great guys who would want who you would want to be friends with and hang out with. Matt is pretty great interacting with his listeners and makes you feel a part of a community. Glad I found this podcast a couple years ago. Only wish I found it sooner. Um, and I do want to mention just real quick... Uh, he does exist. It's not me. I did not create a fake profile. Uh, thank you so much, Robert. I, that really means a lot. And uh, it's super awesome uh, that, that you, that you shared, shared that with us. Yes, um, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I know he's been very excited for these uh, reviews because he's, he's really into Game of Thrones. Um, so hopefully we do it uh, justice. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so let's go ahead and go into our reviews of Game of Thrones. Um, these are going to be just straight out of the gate spoiler reviews. Yep. Um, I want to try to keep it contained, like contained to the, each episode. So, like when we review the Long Night, we won't spoil the stuff in the Last of the Starks. Okay. Um, so let's try to do that. Um, yeah, so yeah, so spoilers on for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um Elephant in the Room, uh <laughs> uh Cersei's elephants in the room. Mm-hmm. Um or missing elephants. Lack thereof. Yes. Um we were talking about doing a an episode all about the long night. Mm-hmm. Um did not work out. Not so much. No, so we're doing the two episodes here. Yeesh. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, Tiny, do you want to hit us with the plot summary for The Long Night? Absolutely. Yes. The Night King and his army have arrived at Winterfell, and the great battle begins. Yes. That's all you need to say. Yes. So, this episode is the longest... Episode of the show, I think. Uh, that sounds right. Hour twenty two minutes. Yeah, and it's all the Battle of Winterfell. Right. Um, super intense. We talked a lot. We talked a lot about how hyped up we were about it. I was convinced that it was going to be a massacre. <laughs> that so yeah. many like major characters were going to die. I thought that it was going to be a devastating episode. Didn't really work out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were quite a bit of things that I really enjoyed about it. Some things I didn't. And I'm looking forward to talking to you about it. Um, Totes. What did you think of the episode overall? Like when you when you stopped the episode, like how did you? How were you feeling? I felt pretty good about it. Um, I I was I was pretty excited. I was pretty much on the edge of my seat for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't earth shattering. It wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a pretty good payoff. I mean. 
pretty good. Literally the opening scene of the show <laughs> eight years ago or nine years ago or seventeen seventeen seventy five, sure. um, whenever this show aired, um, the opening scene was White Walkers killing people. And mm. you were like, holy shit, zombies. They've been teasing this <laughs> right. essentially for nine years. And so it's like, finally, we're here. And like, I think that was sort of impossible to live up to. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how they could have achieved that, especially in one episode, even though it's 82 minutes. Right. Um, I think that was, I, I just don't know how they could have pulled it off. Um, yeah. Any better than they did. I'm trying mm. to say, um, I was, okay. I was happy with it. Um, but I don't think it's going to be something that I figured it was going to be something where I was going to be talking about it a ton to a lot of different people. And I think I right. would have, but a lot of other people didn't react as oh, well as I did. You know, a lot of people weren't happy with different things and I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll, we'll discuss that. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking, should we just go ahead and get the, the lighting argument out of the way? Cause, sure. Cause I don't want that to dominate the entire review. Yeah. Um, how well, did you feel about Like, did you feel like, Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say real quick. Okay. I enjoyed the episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's, uh yeah, what did you when, when watching it? Did you have any issues with the the style or the lighting? I noticed it, but it's at night. <laughs> There's no electricity in Westeros, so it's like, uh yeah, it's gonna be dark. Like I it, I I definitely noticed that yeah. it was a little dark, but it didn't take me out of the episode. I was still able to see plenty of detail, mm-hmm. and it didn't. I I mean I guess some people who may have had, like, different settings on their TV or whatever. It could have been worse for them. I, I definitely get that, and I think some people have mentioned that. But um, I, it didn't really bother me much. And that's that's interesting, because it... Honestly, it bothered me. Really? It, it really did. Um, okay. There were a couple of things about that. One is that I had seen a tweet, um, actually, before the episode aired. Well, I don't think it was before the episode aired, but it was basically just a screen grab of... The Battle of Helm's Deep from the Two Towers. Okay. And that is also at night. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is also coherent. Like, you can see, <laughs> like, it is lit. Like, obviously, different different universes and everything, different different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the... I think that the intention was that they wanted to make it realistic. Yeah. Um, that's what I've heard talked about. And I, I get... I respect that. I get mm-hmm. that. The thing that I don't... The thing that the thing that I struggled with was that honestly the first twenty to thirty minutes as as amazing as some of the stuff in that was like the Dothraki army mm. going like seeing the Dothraki army go into darkness with their sword their um they're they're not swords technically they're I can't remember they're what not they're not scythes the, there's a name for them yeah that like I think the, is like an auk or something like that. Yeah. It's it's an auk or something. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. There's a name for it. Uh, they're fiery weapons. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're fiery little little uh, um, sharpie things. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, seeing just like that, like that wide shot of mm. them going into darkness, and then the lights just going out. It's highly effective. Very effective. Yeah. Very good visuals. Well done. Yes. Um, just I. I just really struggled in, again, in those first 20 to 30 minutes, I struggled making sense of what was going on. Okay. Um, I felt like it wasn't coherent in the sense that I could, like, 
legitimately, I could not see hardly anything. Mm. Um, when I could see things, it was very rapid-paced, very frenetic, um, which, again, is the intention. But also, I think that I went since I went into the episode expecting massacres, um, mm. like, I was so... So much expecting, like left and right. I thought, I thought we we made a list of five characters each that we thought were going to die. Right. Um. And like, I feel like I went in with that expectation, and I think that maybe that's why I couldn't connect with those first twenty or thirty minutes mm-hmm. because I was frustrated because I wanted, I was afraid that I was going to be missing like major character deaths. Oh yeah. Um. And so maybe maybe y'all, my opinion will soften when I rewatch it. Um, but at the end of the day, I just, I still felt like it was like, I just couldn't follow what was going on because it was so dark. Okay. Um, and one of the things that bugged me after the fact was that, um, uh, I think the cinematographer, yeah, the guy who lit the, lit the episode and, and shot it. Um, he came out and said like, well, that like, I know what I'm, I know what I'm doing, I guess. Um, uh, it, it's perfectly fine. You just need to watch it in a dark room with the, like in a room with the, uh, in a dark room with no lights on with, a, with the TV, with the settings, um, the contrast up or like the brightness up and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, hold up here, buddy. Why don't I have to do that with any other TV yeah, show exactly. I watch? <laughs> that's, that's my big thing. Like, yeah. and I just felt like that, that's such a cop out kind of yeah, explanation and just not like, uh, it, that that bothered me more than any that bother that reaction bothered me more than anything in the episode. Yeah. Um. Just because I felt like that's a little, I don't want to say condescending, but it just feels like, um, I don't know. It, it just it just feels like trying to save face when you legitimately yes. screwed up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Saving face. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but once the dragons got all like fiery and stuff and like the, like there was actual light in the episode, like Mm -hmm. I, I followed everything fine. It was on the edge of my seat, um, as well. And like, it was, it was highly effective filmmaking and action sequences in my opinion. Um, well, I think they kind of missed out on an opportunity to rectify that lighting because mm -hmm. they're in Winterfell, there's snow on the ground. In like living in Indianapolis where we do, mm. we get snow in the wintertime. Right. And there are times where if you're outside in the middle of the night and there's snow all over the ground and there's a full moon, it is bright. It is. It is bright outside. Yeah. I mean, and it's like you can clearly make out someone's face mm. on the other side of the street. It's so bright. Yeah. Because you have the white snow reflecting everything mm-hmm. and a full moon. I mean, it's they could have, you know, and of course... The internet being the internet, if it had been too bright, someone would have been like, why is it so bright? It's a night battle. It doesn't make any sense. It's not realistic at all. And they could have made the excuse, step outside next time it's the winter and there's a foot of snow on the ground and you have a full moon. It's very bright outside. That's This is Winterfell. It makes sense. Shut your mouth. And that would have been a legitimate response to that as opposed to what's-his-face making that excuse and just telling people they're stupid, basically. So, And also another kind of big factor into that is just in in the plotting of the episode because the night king made like the whole like overcast skies basically so like part of the plot is that the dragons don't have the visibility like the part of the plot of the 
of the battle is that there's limited visibility for everyone. Right, so right. I can make sense of that and everything. It's just, it bothered me that it's like, well, just change your settings on your TV. It's like, that's not how it works. Right, right. Um, but yeah, but like I said, once the fire started and everything, like, it, there was this, to your point about winter and everything, there's this, like, fiery glow that happens, like, kind of, like, late in the episode where, because, mm-hmm. like, so much shit is on fire, and it's just, like, this orange, like, it's it's almost like, it's almost like an orange tint, but it's just solely from, like, the fire in the scene. It's not, like, actual, like, tinted, like, film. Right. Um, but it's just, it has a glow to it that I thought was very visually impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, also, <laughs> to circle back and talk about, like, my expectations for it and stuff, we covered a lot of that in the last review, but <laughs> I will say that I, I started the episode, and, like, as HBO's doing their little pre-roll thing, um, I started tweeting and I was like thinking like I'm not prepared for this like and I tweeted like I'm not re- I'm not prepared for this my hands are kind of shaking even <laughs> typing this Oh my gosh and I was like that's how just filled with adrenaline and nerves that I and nerves yeah. I was Well it's funny before we get too far I wanted to mm-hmm. say that it's it's kind of really just unfortunate that this episode came out opening weekend for Endgame Yeah cuz I saw Endgame the day before, mm-hmm. and I was still riding high from that movie. That yeah. movie was absolute perfection mm-hmm. for me, whereas this episode was not absolute perfection. Right. It was good, and I was relatively satisfied with mm-hmm. what they came out with. But like I said, I wasn't, my earth wasn't shattered like I was with Endgame. I wasn't yeah. blown away like I was with Endgame. And so I wish that this episode would have been on a different weekend. Yeah. And like, my, uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep that night, Sunday night. Yeah. Um, and like I tweeted this and I posted this on Facebook and everything, but um, <laughs> like I didn't want to take the day off from work mm-hmm. um, because it's May and I'm I have like ten days left, nine days left of PTO. Okay. But um, but I didn't want to take the day off. And also, I didn't want to be a dick and, like, call in and take the day off. Right. But, like, I didn't anticipate just, like, the adrenaline and the excitement that I was going to feel, like, after that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I saw Endgame, what, Saturday? And then Sunday was Game of Thrones. And then, like, I'm, like, I was so wired. Like, yeah. I didn't fall asleep. I get to work. I, I go to work at 7. I didn't fall asleep until probably close to 3 o'clock. Wow. And, like, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, the next time that... A massively popular 22 movie superhero franchise <laughs> reaches its culmination the same weekend that a like near decade long television show that is a massive event in pop culture uh, has their like has one of their original storylines culminate in a massive 82 minute battle episode. Mm. Uh, the next time all that happens in the same weekend, I'm going to take Monday off work. Yeah. Like I'm just going to, I'm going to have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting that um, just kind of a once in a generation, I guess, like event, like yeah. the way that everything kind of came together for those two properties is it was a, it was a big weekend. Totally. Yep. Hence why we're so behind with everything. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So let's talk about our little death pool that we did. Yes. Um, I had a list of five people. You had a list of five people. Yes. Um, Mine 
I have my list here. I picked uh, Ed, Theon Greyjoy, The Hound, Jorah Mormont, and Grey Worm. Nice. Yes. And I chose Tormund, Giantsbane, Grey Worm, Bran, Theon, and Gendry. Okay. So you were... I had three out of five. Three out of... Not bad. Yeah, Ed, Theon, and Jorah. Yeah, not bad. I was one for five uh, <laughs> with Theon. Um so let's let's kind of talk about the deaths. Yeah. Um, Ed was the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, very shocking. Very cool. Yeah. Um, a little unceremonious. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Um, but there's quite a bit of ceremony in this episode and some of the other deaths. Right. So it's I forgot what his character's name even was. I, I had yeah. to look it up. Like I mean, I don't. I th- I think he he's much more uh, prominent in the book, right? So yeah, yeah, and like you'd given up on the book series, and I know you and I have both not rewatched the series, right? Right. So yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So that was cool. What was mm-hmm. your next one that died? Theon. Theon. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and talk about that. Okay. Uh. Very good. Like I. Yeah. It it. That kind of hurt. It stung a little bit. It did. Um, and we all knew it was going to happen, I think. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody who had any grand illusions that Theon Greyjoy was going to make it to the end of this thing. Right. Um, he he had kind of earned... I think he'd kind of earned the right to sacrifice himself for yeah. the Starks. He earned that redemption. Right. Um, I just... I, and it, the line that Bran says where he's like, Hey, uh, you're a good man. Thank you. Right. That just... Oh, that 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 hit me. And coming from a character who doesn't speak plainly right anymore yeah you know he's very whatever he is right um very uh, i can't even think of the word fantastical Mm. the way he speaks that was just very plain on the money and it was like very much channeling Mm -hmm. what we felt as an as an audience right i mean really and what that means for like theon yeah because he is a character who has struggled with that like he's gone through hell and he has like this whole identity crisis being like the ward of of ned stark for mm-hmm. most of his life and like even you know he him taking over winterfell um seizing winterfell and everything and right just doing hor- horrific things to the starks mm-hmm. just having that payoff is, is really great yeah uh, for him and especially like that redemptive arc was really good totally um there was a deleted scene uh, or an alternate line where instead of Bran saying, hey, you're a good man, thank you, he said, you looked really pretty when you were getting your, your dick chopped off. Um, which I thought was w- would have been an interesting an interesting line. <laughs> um, oh I legitimately God. don't know if I made that joke last time. <laughs> or if you've been like, hey, you're a better man without your cock. Right. <laughs> something like that. Or something super mysterious. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, very cool death. Mm-hmm. Um yeah uh not very effective strategy (laughs) not so much just running at the night king with a spear all right Right. all right theon yeah um um that's the only thing i would have changed about it he would have put up a little bit more of a fight yeah or it would have been it would have been a little bit more of a fight Mm. and let's talk a little bit about that we're kind of bouncing around and everything but i did feel like there was a little bit of disappointment here on my couch when i was watching it um i was watching just by myself with my cat um Mm -hmm. but uh, 
And I, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth. I don't know if the episode necessarily needed it, but a lot of people are commenting about it online, so I feel like maybe we can have a little discussion about it. Mm-hmm. But it didn't bother me in the moment, but the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of leaning toward the internet being right in that it teased like a big final like sword fight between Jon Snow and the Night King, right? which is something that has been built up over several seasons and several years right. in the show. And like, we got none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, how did you feel about that? Were you affected by that in the moment? Like, did you feel let down or did it not affect you? I think what we got was m- way more than satisfying. Okay. Like, nice. That was one of the few things I really kind of loved about it. And I think they hit out of the park mm-hmm. with this episode. Um, because I think they met a lot of expectations and theories, uh, e.g. Theon Greyjoy, mm-hmm. um, and some other stuff. Um, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Beric Dondarrion, maybe? Um, no, just some of the other theories or whatever that people had that actually turned out to be true. I don't know. Oh, okay. But, um, I think John. Oh, the Crips? The Crips. That was yeah. another one. Thank you. Um, where people were theorizing, oh, the Crips aren't going to be safe and, yeah. you know, all that. I think it's fun that one of the most obvious things that John and the Night King were going to have a big sword battle mm-hmm. didn't pan out. I think that was, I think that was actually kind of satisfying and kind of a fun little twist, if you will. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was. I just like what they ended up doing, ultimately. I would have been mm-hmm. completely satisfied and had a lot of fun with John and the Night King actually having a sword battle. That would have mm-hmm. been awesome to see. I'm not going to say yeah. I wouldn't. Um, but yeah. I, what, what, what we got, I think, was just really cool. And I think it was, for lack of a better word, or maybe this is kind of a poor word, but kind of realistic, because sure. like, it's not about... By the time we get to the end, they're getting their asses kicked and mm. Bran's about to get killed and John's about to die from the ice dragon. Like it's, yeah. it's bad. And it's just like, I don't care what happens. Let's end this shit right now. And you know, we're on the edge of our seat, like fucking dying here. And here comes hero Arya out of nowhere and saves the day. Right. I thought that was really cool. And as, as someone who, who like didn't really feel that way about it. Well, I'm back and forth about it. Okay. Like I would have cuz okay, it's like an 82 minute episode. This is the final season. They could have sprung for like a choreographed fight sequence, yes, I think. Yes. That's true. Like they it's not like they had it's I I don't pretend to know the ins and outs of the production schedule, but it's Game of Thrones. It's one of the biggest shows of all time. Right. Um if they wanted to make it the best they could, they could have you know, included that. But, um, as much as I would have loved that, um, the alternative is that instead of having the fight, he raises everyone from the dead. Right. That moment was fucking bonkers. Totally. Which I said, I, I figured, it. I figured something like that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, and I didn't really think too much about it. Like I, I didn't go into the episode with any, like, preconceived ideas of what would happen per se I, I know that we did theorize about it which i did like if you remember when we talked about it you said that you thought it would be cool if um uh the night king is about to kill bran and but he wargs into the ice dragon and mm-hmm. like does fiery stuff at the night king yeah and him and kills him but i still think it would have been cool but i do love that the episode had the 
had like Danny doing the Dracarys thing, and then yeah, and then the fucking Night King just having his like cocky little smirk, like all right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the raising the dead and everything, like I had seen a tweet, um, that was pointing out that like I think in the first book, like Jon Snow has like a dream where he, um, has a nightmare where the dead the dead Starks come back to life in the crypts and try to kill everyone mm. and they are chasing him through the crypts. Um, and like, that's foreshadowing like this event. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when that, when that happened in the crypts, I was like, like I kind of squealed. I was like, Oh my God, they're fucking doing it. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This is nuts. Um, yeah. Also again, we're bouncing around. Sorry for the yeah. lack of chronology, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Sansa, in the crypts, like when she goes into the crypts uh, and she sees Tyrion and they have like their little moment, mm-hmm. um, like in my head, I was like, that's gotta be awkward being stuck in the crypts with your ex husband. Yeah. Like, eesh. technically, not even ex. I mean, they, they were never officially divorced, were they? Oh, I don't know. I that's mean, one of the spinoffs is Divorce Court. <laughs> nice. yeah. They both appear in front of Judge Judy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. But I thought that was a pretty touching thing as well like i think i think sansa and Tyrion kind of like kind of love each other to an extent yeah. like but it's not like as much as anyone in game of thrones can love another right person. it's not like romantic love necessarily yeah. it's just like it's well, more yeah, like they're not related so <laughs> nice <laughs> well they're not targaryens either right um but uh it's like a respect like a respect love mm-hmm. kind of thing and i thought that was pretty touching i guess yeah. and i i bought it like it it Me works too. i think it works pretty well so that was touching um mm. real quick back to the, jumping around yeah back to the whole dracara scene mm-hmm. which i was just like fuck you like right. uh, totally got me going and then he just smiles at her like fuck you yeah. um i was as soon as i saw that i was like is the night king but when he was a human and the forest people children of the forest children of the forest turned him into the night king was he a targaryen that's that's what i was wondering we talked about that i think yeah like, off mic, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wonder if that, maybe. like, if that's just like an unspoken thing. Like, mm-hmm. maybe people theorize, well, maybe he was a Targaryen because Targaryen, you know, they're not right. affected by fire like other people are. And I wonder if that's is that the case with because I know that obviously, Danny can like walk through fire and stuff, but there was a something about. Um, well, and the White Walkers John. are killed by fire. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but he, the Night King is, and that's what's interesting. So. Yeah. So, um, it would have been kind of easy. I'll say it, that. It would have been, and we'll get into, and this will be a kind of snide thing, uh, kind of a snarky thing, but then again, that would be kind of, um, on brand for this season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that has been kind of easy, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But, right. um, yeah, but I think at this point, like, it's, that's them just, Taken like the White Walker threat's gone. Like it's yeah. we're not going to get that answer right. if, if that's the case. Right, and it wouldn't fit anyway. Just kind of a fun theory to throw yeah. around. Um, um, but uh, Jora, Jora Mormont. Yes, um, that was hugely satisfying. Mm-hmm. I think that was arguably more satisfying than Theon. Oh yeah, because I feel like Jora had already redeemed himself mm-hmm. by finding his way back to Danny and right. beating Grayscale and all mm-hmm. that shit. Like I think he's had. He's already redeemed himself, mm-hmm. but that was like the perfect, I I, I don't want to spoil the other episode, but that was the right. perfect ending for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, that's what should have happened. And I think he earned that. Me too. You know? 
um, just really just beautiful. Also, just like yeah. the imagery of him defending defending her, like in in battle. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the way that that character is meant to go out. Yes, um, absolutely. It is talking about on brand. That is so on brand. Yeah. Um, and just like what a way to go out. Like, yeah. So good. Um, and I know that his name has been kind of kicked around as someone who maybe should be cast in the Dark Tower TV show. I'm like, yeah, I agree. He'd be good. He would be great. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, Leanna Mormont. Leanna Mormont. Okay. So a couple things about this. Um, that moment where Leanna Mormont is grabbed by the giant and fucking kills it. Mm-hmm. Um, that moment in Arya's big moment at the end, mm-hmm. um, I loved them so much. Yeah. Um, because not so much because, it, although it is true, not so much because like, oh my god, this is such a badass moment and stuff. But it felt, it felt I like watching that. It was one of the very few times in the series that I can think of where I actually had like a reaction where I was transported into the universe and into the future of the universe to Mm. a certain extent. Because like when I saw those moments happen, all I kept thinking was like, Oh my God, like this is, this is the beginning of legends Mm. in this world. Like, like I just imagined like future houses celebrating like Liana Mormont and like tell, like telling stories to future generations of Lyanna Mormont in the Battle of Winterfell and right. Arya Stark, the hero of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, how those, like, the way that those scenes were depicted felt like such, felt legendary. Yes. Uh, just felt like legend. And the I stuff of legends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what'd you think? Uh, fantastic. And especially for, she was just such a fun-ass character. Oh, yeah. Every time I see her, I just start, start rubbing my hands together. Right. Like, what's she going to say? Because mm-hmm. she's just hilarious. Um, yeah. And she was supposed to, like, I don't know if you watched the after credits things with D.B. No. Weiss and David Benioff, but they were talking about, they were like, she was supposed to be a one-scene character. Oh, really? That she was, they, they didn't, they didn't have any further scenes in mind for her, mm-hmm. and they turned her into, like, a, a fan favorite. Yeah. And I think that scene in uh the long night was uh was the best kind of fan service yeah because she needed a big exit like that Mm -hmm. and that's true to her character i think she was she was like we knew she was a a badass in the sense of she i think someone interviewed the actress i don't recall her name i saw this and she said something they were like what's your favorite part or like what are you going to miss most about the show and she was like basically making grown men feel ashamed or like shaming grown men or something (laughs) like that i was like holy shit she's cool in real life too um so yeah like i such we knew she was a badass behind a table as a true lady a leader of her house but to see her take down a fucking giant was was really cool yeah i mean that i don't think i don't think it could have gone better really i agree yeah and also um that's it for house mormont yeah (laughs) they're done they're dead they are done yeah um and it's funny because in our little death pool i originally had in my number five spot jorah and liana mormont oh man um and i switched them out for gendry oh yeah um so yeah so that's that but yeah um, Maybe yeah. Jorah has a bastard somewhere who can who can take over as 
And his dad I got killed in season yeah. one, two. I want to say season one. I think it was season one. But so. yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think he does have bastard anywhere just because he was so uh, in love with right. Danny. Right. Um, but speaking of bastards. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, no, never mind. Oh, okay. Oh, is that your thing in the next yeah, episode? Yeah, the next episode. Okay, that's fine. Um, speaking of daggers. <laughs> um, well, were there any other notable... Beric Dondarrion. Let's talk about that. Beric Dondarrion, yes. He is the character that was the in the Brotherhood Without Banners or whatever. I can't remember, yeah. Yeah, well, he was the one who was kept, he kept being resurrected by the Lord of Light. Right. And his whole thing was that, his whole shtick is that, like... Uh, um, the Lord of Light is keeping him alive for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And like this episode kind of blew everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. And like it, for a moment, I couldn't tell if they were saying this, saying this derisively or if they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. But they were like, I saw comments saying like, oh my God, Beric Dondarrion was kept alive so that he could help Arya kill the night king right or get to the night king mm-hmm. and like i like you can't read tone on the internet so i was like <laughs> yeah i didn't know if that was like oh my god they kept Beric Dondarrion alive so that he could help Arya, right or oh my god they kept him alive so he could do that yeah um i love that though totally um, so so cool mm-hmm. and the way he goes out is amazing like he's just you know kind of making a wall for them to escape right um in the hallway just so bloody and a blaze of glory yeah oh yeah pun in- um, pun intended yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> lord of light yep <laughs> um also the lord of light melisandre showing up yes was really awesome and the the kind of quiet moments between her and uh sir davos yes um i admit i kind of didn't remember why he had such a grudge against her right <laughs> uh, which of course is because she had uh stannis's daughter Sacrificed. Sacrificed. Right. Um, uh, yeah. It. Uh, I mean, I, the moment yeah. where she shows up on the horse and she sets all the mm-hmm. swords on fire. Yeah. The the uh, curved uh, sharpie. Curved sharpie weapons. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was like a. That was like a fist pump moment. I yeah. mean, like that really got me going. I was like, "Ooh, I'm fucking hyped. This is mm-hmm. going to be awesome." That was just a really effective moment. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, it was like scary when she was trying to set the trench on fire. Yes. Um that part was like I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh shit." Um just um, nerve-wracking. When she came up, I was so So, okay, I was really excited because uh in the opening credits, I saw the actress's name. And I was like, and like I'd read somewhere, like someone was, was, uh, was theorizing that, oh, like maybe, maybe she's going to show up at, at the 11th hour and like help save everyone. Like the way that the Knights of the Veil helped out at the end of the Battle of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw her name in the credits, I was like, oh fuck, that's what they're going to do. Okay. And then like the first five minutes of the episode is her writing ro- up and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was cool. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and she died too. Oh yeah, she died. But it was—I don't know if you call that suicide or right. She was like, "That's time for me to go." Mm-hmm. So it, it was a a fitting end. Yeah. For her, because she didn't earn anything glorious. Right. Because she made a lot of mistakes along the way, mm-hmm. and uh, was kind of an androgynously moral character. Yeah. Androgynous morality, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You may be misusing that word. I think androgynous is just gender. She was definitely. <laughs> is it really? I think so. Okay. Uh, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. 
she she not good, not bad though. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> good and bad. Yes. Um also cool necklace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, also the moment with like her and Arya um in my head I was like I was like I just imagined Arya being like uh you know, you kind of stuck leeches on my man here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh yeah. Yeah, and like the part where uh where Mel, where they were having a little their moment, and Melisandre mm. was like, "And what do we say to death or whatever?" So good, yeah, it was awesome. But I, in my head, I was like, I, I just my weird brain or my stupid sense of humor. I just pictured Arya being like, "She's like, and what do we say to death?" Arya just being like, "Cool hair, I, <laughs> nice jacket." I don't know. Right. Like, yeah, that was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good, good job. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> Oh, that was good. I liked that. Um, what did? You, how did you feel about the kind of the break in the action scene where, um, for whatever reason, Arya kind of goes through like the library area, and the, the Jurassic Park yeah, uh, sequence, right? Um, kitchen <laughs> sequence, right? Um, I liked it because it was it was good. Because up until that point, we had like I don't know where it was in the episode. I want to say like forty five minutes into the episode. Mm-hmm. All action, right? A lot of it underlit. We needed, um, yeah, we needed a break. Yeah. Um, and I liked it as, as a piece of tension. I thought it was really mm, good. Yeah, um, it was tense. And just like, I was on board with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was tense, but it was just a little, I didn't necessarily understand the need for it mm-hmm. or like, um, the point of it. Yeah. As far as the plot goes. Right. As far as pacing, it like I said, we needed it. We needed a breather. Um, and I, I appreciated that aspect of it, but I thought it, I wish it would have been to more of an end. Yeah, I agree. But um, it kind of seemed like kind of filler tension. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, it kind of led toward Beric finding her and sacrificing himself. Right. Um, what'd you think of the hound? Um, his whole thing. I, I kind of felt like, <clears throat> I kind of felt, I get it, like, oh, fire, he's scared, and he's, yeah. like, he's, like, he's basically, like, we can't fucking win this, like, we're all gonna die. Right. But I also kind of felt like, okay, it's kind of rehashing old territory, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, I, it did, I didn't hate it, but I also was like, okay, just hurry up. Yeah, and he's kind of, um, his character has definitely evolved, mm-hmm. and I think he's, discovered a bit of humanity within himself and he doesn't know how to deal with it. Right. Um, which is interesting in and of itself and I like it, but I feel like his character has been very like two note. (laughs) Like he's just a horrible, pretty horrible piece of shit person in the first, Mm. you know, four or five seasons or so. Right. And then he has, you know, this life changing event where he, he's almost killed and, Mm. you know, he kind of, I, like I said, he kind of discovers a piece of his humanity and then he turns into this kind of, He's, it's interesting to watch, but it's like, you kind of know what's going to happen. He's kind of like a scarred war veteran, pardon right. the, pardon yeah. the, the pun, if you will. But you know, it's kind of like, he, he can't relate to people, but he can. He can relate to people, but he can't externalize it or something like that. Right. And it's like, you know how he's going to react to certain situations. and Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I, but I do. I, I enjoy the shit out of watching him, though. Oh, I, re- I really love watching him. Um, yeah, yeah. He's got like two two modes. He's yes. The there you go. That's yeah. Two modes. Yeah. Yeah. He's the hound, or he's Sander Clegane. Right. And as Sander, he doesn't know how to be Sander Clegane. Right. It's he's still trying to figure out how to be that person. Right. right. I did love the the shot of 
uh, Beric like being like uh, where he he tells Beric like we can't win we can't beat the dead um, or we can't beat death and then Beric's like tell that to her and it's just <laughs> Arya being total badass yeah uh, God yeah she's good she's, I mean oh yeah Maisie Williams. Like that's that's some of the best choreography the show's had. Oh, absolutely! Uh, it reminded oh, me. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of um, Dornish guy fighting the mountain. Oh yeah, Oberyn Martell. Oberyn Martell, thank yeah. you. Um, it reminded me of that because he was you know real good with the staff thing. Right. Um, that it, it reminded me of that, which was mm. a huge moment in the show. So totally. Um, let's talk about Arya. Totally. Um, first of all, I. Uh, I kind of I want to go back to the previous episode um, because when we talked about like the whole like oh Arya fucks um, <laughs> um, and like the backlash and everything like um, I kind of feel like j- just not to rehash it or anything but the kind of argument that like okay people being uncomfortable with it because we saw her grow up and everything mm-hmm. um, I kind of feel like that is also the point of the backlash to the backlash because like she's it's going from like a girl to a woman and i kind of feel like there's a subtle i don't know if i'd say full full full-fledged misogyny about it but like there's a subtle like thing where it's like okay well because we saw her as a as a little girl it's hard to process her as a woman taking control of her sexuality um i think that's kind of part of the like institutionalized problem of that of mm. that argument and everything just saying that like okay well since we saw her as a girl we can't see her as a woman it kind of seems like it's it's a weird kind of mental gymnastics that's done there yeah well i think if Maisie williams was 30 years old mm-hmm. it'd be different but she's 22 she looks like she's a teenager still yeah and it's you know she we still that's that's what i that's like as I was watching that episode, I was like, "How old is she? Like, how old is she right. in real life?" I was like, "She's like nineteen, twenty years old, and mm. she's twenty-two for the record." But, oh. um, but I think it wasn't. I didn't have backlash towards. It. I thought it was a right. gr- a great decision to make, yeah. and I think it was great for her character. Mm-hmm. I think it made sense. I think it was well done, and all that. And I liked it. I'm glad they did it. But I still had that like brotherly mm-hmm. or paternal instinct of I shouldn't be watching this. It wasn't. I didn't think, oh, this shouldn't be happening. But I was thinking, I shouldn't be watching this because it's like watching my sister sure. naked or something. It just didn't feel right in that regard. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're gonna tell me that that's wrong, then you're like a tar- Targaryen or something. Because, <laughs> yeah, or uh, a Lannister. Right. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's how I feel about it. I I don't. Okay. Yeah. I think the people who are like, oh, that was wrong. It should have been in the show. Shut up. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, essentially. I, I agree. I agree with. I didn't mean to like single you out or anything. No, no, not at all. Um, but yeah, people who are saying that, like, yeah, it shouldn't have been in the show and it felt wrong and all that. Yeah. Get over yourself. She's a person, right. and yeah. people have sex. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. I... Yeah. God. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I might have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> with extreme prejudice yes um uh oh god but anyway anyways aria in the long night yes um did you I, I really think as far as pacing and like mm. they talked about it in the post credits thing with db weiss and david benioff mm. they made the mental decision halfway or 50 55 minutes into the episode 
when she has that moment with Melisandre, mm-hmm. we don't see her again until she kills the Night right. King. And that was just a fantastic decision because you kind oh, of yeah. forget about her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she just comes out of nowhere and you're like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's part of why it was so effective. Oh, yeah. Did you Excuse see me. any of the reaction shots? I don't think I did, like, no. It's like, because like, okay. I saw one that was like a bar full yes. of people. Yeah, that's what I was. That was yeah. cool. Um, okay, so our friends Yuri and John, who live uh, in Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, they go like they go to a bar, um, and they for Game of Thrones viewing parties. And cool. Like, eh, yeah, good for them. If that's your thing. <laughs> if that's your thing, yeah. yeah. I, I just I don't understand viewing parties. Um, really? Just because I don't know. I I just feel like I'd I'd be anxious that I'd miss something. Right. Um. But I'm not really into them either. Yeah, not for like story, um, like like uh, like linear television right. shows, like maybe a reality show if you're into that. Yeah, or sports or whatever. That's right. different, you know. I guess. But, um, <laughs> I wouldn't know. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> people love it. Apparently, <laughs> people watch sports. Apparently. No, <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta keep that in. Anyway, yeah. um, that's what she said. Anyway, um, but no. Uh, so yeah. So. <laughs> I, I I hate this anyway. Uh, no, um, yeah. Well, uh, oh, so the video, um, like watching that, I had like this feeling of, uh, uh, what they call FOMO. FOMO, yeah. Um, because I would love to have been in like one of those bars filled with people. Mm-hmm. Um, because that moment, just like the eruption, yeah. Like I can't imagine. Be- well. <laughs> I say I can't imagine, but I had similar experiences in Endgame. <laughs> so, yeah, in theater. right. Um, but to see that moment in Game of Thrones would have been super cool. Yeah, um, that's what it's like, Matt, when your team like scores a touchdown. Oh yeah, in sports or like when your team wins a game. Okay, that's how it feels. Oh, interesting. Just so you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I don't know I. I like to watch sports in a solitary environment. I like to right. the coaches have set aside so much time to write out the scripts, <laughs> and like I want to make sure that I get all of the nuances of all the plays. Um, the oh. choreography is a big thing in sports, um, and, oh and most of the time I don't have to change the settings on my TV to watch them. <laughs> Nice. So, oh, that's good. Stupid. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, we have fun here on the episode. We do. We kid. Yeah. Um, but that moment where Arya takes down the Night King, I'll I'll say the negative thing first, and then we'll heap praise upon it. Okay. One, and this is kind of biased, even though I'm not like particular about the source material or anything. But I know that the Night King isn't in the books. Oh, um, like, I didn't know that. I think I think George R. R. Martin, like since he's been working on the next book for like a century, he has <laughs> released <laughs> he has released chapters like like here and there. Hmm. And I remember when the Night King was introduced in like season four, I think or five. Um, I think it was season four. Um, the internet went crazy because. George R. R. Martin had entered, like, had released a chapter from, uh, The Winds of Winter, I think. Um, yeah, that's the next one. Um, that introduced the Night King. Hmm. Um, and so, like, the Night King isn't in the books yet. Um, but the negative thing that I have, or the kind of, like, 
the kind of like eye rolly kind of thing that feels like more like a shortcut than anything, but also kind of makes sense, I guess, is the whole hive mind like, oh, kill the Night King, you kill all the White Walkers, mm, right? In the whites, like I'm just like, okay, that's been done. Like it's yeah, that's a staple of like alien invasion movies and stuff. Like it's like, right. That's, the host is the I. It just felt like that's the plot of Independence Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it just felt it just felt sloppy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But the execution of that was so cool and so satisfying. Totally. Um, did you notice that the dagger that she used is the same dagger that was used to try to kill Bran in Episode Two? That's what I thought. Yeah. And Bran like hands her the dagger like uh, like a season or so ago, uh, saying like you'll ha- you'll have more use out of, use out of this than I will or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people were saying like, oh, he knows. Like he knew it all right. the way back then. Yeah. And he even handed it to her in the Godswood where like that all went down. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah. I knew there was significance to the dagger, but I never read into what it actually was. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was. I think it was also kind of cool the the fact that the dagger was. Valyrian steel instead mm-hmm. of um, dragon glass, glass yeah. or just like setting them on fire or whatever, because um, it's like you know a, like a man-made thing or, right. or whatever. It's I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a you know man versus nature kind of thing or man versus man mm-hmm. classic conflict. The fact that it's like this man-made tool. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think there's any significance there, but mm-hmm. um, I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Whereas the Night King is his own kind of man-made tool. Right, tool. Because he's a tool. Yeah. um, He's actually a product of nature, if you want to think about it. Well, yeah. Children of the Forest are kind of... They're people, too, I think. Yeah. They're not men. They're not men, no. Whatever. Anyway. Um, uh, We have fun here on the Obsessive Oh, yes. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Um, Such a cool scene. And and, uh, basically, she does the Ray in The Last Jedi Maneuver. Um, yes. Yeah, where she drops the dagger and, like in in the Last Jedi in the throne room, mm-hmm. they she she does she drops the lightsaber. Yeah. Um, I almost said like legitimately almost said that's what they're called, right? Lightsabers. <laughs> um, Funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was totally genuine. Like I legitimately wasn't sure, but uh, yeah. for a second. Um, but anyway, very cool. And that and and to that. Um, I saw a trending like article that was, I don't think in retrospect, I don't think it actually said like, I don't think it was making the argument that Arya Stark was a Mary Sue and that she was this overpowered, uh, female character who, uh, is overpowered and doesn't earn like the, the right to, you know, have that kind of power or whatever. I don't know exactly. Like, a Mary Sue is essentially like there was a lot of people yelling about Ray in the Star Wars pre- uh, sequels um, because she's good at everything and she has no flaws. Huh. Um, like that's what a Mary Sue is. Um, okay. Blatantly inaccurate in Arya's case. Yeah. Uh, literally, that character has, and that's what I love so much about the way it plays out in the night and the long night. Um, that she is, she is literally ever since the first season, she has been building toward this moment. Right. Everything she's done has been in service of, of, you know, this moment where she takes down the Night King. Um, just really cool. And she's been tortured. 
yeah emotionally and mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. for seasons yep um and i had to admit my bias she has been my favorite character yes since probably season two <laughs> um and it's funny because like there's um a couple guys i work with mm-hmm. who are also very into this show um and a lot of the guys i work with are kind of um you know i have like a blue collar job okay. so kind of like kind of good old boys kind of sure. um macho mm-hmm. alpha kind of guys and so like I would talk to him about it and like, uh, you know, they'd be like, Oh, who's your favorite character? And, you know, for them, it was like Jon Snow, and, right. which nothing wrong with Jon Snow being your he's favorite. So hot. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, no, but there's nothing wrong with Jon Snow being your favorite character. Right. But it's kind of the obvious choice if you're sure. like an alpha dude. And so he was like, what about you? Who's your favorite character? And I was like, Arya Stark. Cause she's like really cool and she like goes through a lot of stuff. It's like nerdy and just like, but I'm not ashamed of it because I think again she's an awesome choice to be your favorite character. So nice. Yeah, I have good reasons for her being my favorite character. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I agree. She's a great character. Yeah, so a little bit of bias there for me, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I think it was still even if you incredibly satisfying. Yeah, it's a great great way to end it or yeah whatever. Um, there was a comment that I have thought about here the last couple of weeks uh, <clears throat> intermittently that makes me chuckle so much. <laughs> Um, so when Arya is about to take down the Night King, uh, like everything is go, like everything's going to shit. Everyone's like struggling. Uh, John is fighting the ice dragon <laughs> and he's basically screaming cause he, he has nothing else to do. Like he can't do anything. Um, <laughs> someone, someone commented on like Reddit saying that like, uh, when Arya killed the Night King in all the, White Walkers, like, were destroyed and the Ice Dragon, like, was killed and everything. Uh, this user on Reddit said, My husband and I couldn't stop laughing because we imagined that Jon Snow (laughs) was probably thinking that he killed the Ice Dragon by yelling at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And, like, when I read that, I was like, you know, Jon Snow's kind of stupid enough to to believe that. (laughs) Right. He is not an intellectual. No. Um, so yeah, I just got a huge kick out of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's a long night. Uh, overall, right. how did you? Uh, how do you compare it to like Battle of the Bastards or Hard Home or like the big battle episodes of the series? Um, I, I think it stands out. I mean, mm-hmm. I I'd have to. I haven't rewatched those episodes. Mm-hmm. I had. Th- I think I'd have to see all three of them again, or yeah. all those big episodes again. Yeah. I don't so think the Watchers on the Wall. Yes, I episode. honestly I think I remember that one a lot. I think that one, I like that one a little more. Oh, a little nice. Bit more. Um, I I don't think I don't even know if this would be in my top. It wouldn't be in my top five favorite episodes. Okay, might make my top ten five favorite episodes. Sure. Um. But again, it was satisfying. It was a satisfying conclusion to this arc of the plot and the story. Um, the Stark of the plot. Yeah, Starks. <laughs> Tony Stark. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was happy with it, but I, I completely understand people's issues with it. Yeah. Um, the lighting thing, I get, I get it. I, mm-hmm. I understand why people were frustrated with it. And, uh, and just the, the fact that I, I also feel the fact that, again, this has been this literal one episode has been built towards mm-hmm. for eight seasons and yeah. 70 some episodes. And it's just like, it was, it, it was over kind of quick. 
Yeah. Even though it's an 82 minutes and mm-hmm. it was, it didn't need to be any longer than that. I don't think they left stuff out. Right. It's just the Night King shows up and then he's dead in 80 mm-hmm. minutes. And it's like, we've, I don't know, it's been teased so much mm-hmm. for so many years. And I don't know. It's just kind of, it, it didn't feel anticlimactic at all. Right. But I feel like it could have been a little bit more grandeur to it somehow. I don't know how. I can't sit I, here and craft a story. To, yeah. Or they should have had this, should have had that. I don't know. And I think kind of my kind of problems coming out of it is that now Cersei is the big bad of the right. Like she's the as people have said online, she's the final boss. Right. Um, and that just feels wrong. Right. Um. Like, cause the, a lot of people have been pointing this out. Like, the entire point of the entire series up until this point has been, like, how all of the political intrigue and, like, the backstabbing and stuff and the, the bickering among the houses and everything. Like, the whole point of the show has been how, like, their arrogance, the arrogance of man has, uh, left them vulnerable to this supernatural thing that they're not willing to see because they're so up their own asses for the iron throne. Mm -hmm. Um, now it's just like, okay, kind of feels like they're like, okay, well we need to, we need to, we need to, uh, get rid of the night King and everything and all that. And then do Cersei and everything. And that's how we're going to finish out the series. Yeah. It kind of feels a little, like I think I mentioned in our previous review, just feels too clean. It feels too, yeah, just, uh, straightforward for a show that hasn't been straightforward in its storytelling right. in the best way. Yeah, that's um, that's true. Yeah, but that remains to be seen. Maybe they'll pull it off, but... Yeah, um, there's two episodes left, so... Yeah. I did read a fun uh, alternate take of how they could have done it. Um, like, it would have been cool if uh, someone online said that it would have been cool if they... Uh, we're fighting at Winterfell. The Night King never shows up because he is actually like going to King's Landing. King's Landing, yeah. and he massacres everyone. And like he comes back with like like everyone there, right? As, as like that. That probably could have been cooler. Yeah. Or if you know they had, it would essentially everything would have taken place at the same time. Yeah. Like the dead army would have completely bypassed Winterfell and they'd have been like, where is everybody? Right. And then everyone in Winterfell would have been like, oh shit, he's going straight for King's Landing. Mm-hmm. And then they race down there and they have the battle against the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Cersei's trying to kill them all or whatever. Right. And it's just, it all would have happened at the same time. You know, I think it'd be cool. People are theorizing that, um, Sansa is going to get to kill Cersei. I don't see that. I don't see it either, yeah. but it'd be cool as shit. Yeah. I'd I, love to see it. Mm. Um, I would love to, that would have been cool to see that in the final, uh, that big giant battle would have mm. been cool to see. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I have some thoughts on that, but we'll talk about that when we get into this next episode. Any yeah. parting thoughts on the long night? The, my only parting thought would be to, just kind of play devil's advocate with it. The show's called Game of Thrones, and the Night King was never interested in the throne. Right, right. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense that the throne is the ultimate goal. But you, but it's totally right. Like, you know, if everyone's dead and becomes a White Walker, the throne doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. So, it is it is kind of up That's and down, true. but um, just, just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Bouncing in ideas around, you know. Sure. It was so. a satisfying ending to that conclusion. Right. Uh, or to that... To that plot line Mm -hmm. okay so yeah that's our review of the long night um yeah so moving right along tiny will you please hit me um 
Just stop a sentence right there. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> um, uh, hit us with the plot description courtesy of Imdebe. Yes. The Battle of Winterfell is over and a new chapter for Westeros begins. That's sweet. I kind of like these brief little... Me too. Little, uh, not, not too much detail descriptions. Yeah. And the episode title is... The Last of the Starks. Yes. So, um... <sighs> right off the bat, this episode... Okay, I'm going to say it has some issues. Like, mm. I have some legitimate issues with this episode, and it okay. makes me a little concerned about going forward the, the rest of the, the, the way that they're going to end the series. Okay. Um, but um, I will say that I, when, when we see everyone celebrating in, like, the Great Hall at Winterfell, mm-hmm. um, like, I... Like, I was watching, and I was like, you know, I just want it to end here. Like, yeah. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this crazy bitch is on the Iron Throne. She's, you know, all, like, crazy and stuff. But, hey, everyone's happy. Yeah. You know, you've got freaking Tyrion wingmanning the shit <laughs> for Jamie. Yeah. Uh, to get him to hook up with Brienne. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Sir Brienne. Yeah. Um, but also, there were some things that just, I just... Okay, so after the show surpassed the books, granted I haven't read the books, I think I mentioned this um, in, our, in our previous review episode, but I definitely noticed like after the show surpassed the books, the writing changed in that it got a little bit, not sloppy, but it just, it just lost some of its luster. Like mm. it, it lost that uh, George R.R. R. Martin roadmap of novels aspect to it. Like everything kind of seemed like that's when like time kind of went a little crazy and mm-hmm. all that. Like the, like I know people love the Hodor thing, but I kind of felt like that was just kind of, it felt not like a rehash of, of like time travel, uh, stuff like it. It just reminded me of like an episode of lost. And, like, I think that's kind of the point, because the director of that episode also directed several episodes of Lost. Hmm. Um, but also, it just felt like, okay, like, I've seen this type of storytelling before. It just didn't, it didn't, it wasn't the magic of, of, the, that the show had, uh, had before. Okay. Um, having said that, this episode was like that for me for the majority of it okay um just a lot of issues came up that i just like okay i i laughed at this but then i was like this feels like fan fiction more than anything like the moment where jamie follows follows brian and tormund um uh gets upset and like he's like he's uh, i think he's talking to the hound, the maybe. hound, yeah, yeah, and he's like crying, and right, he's like, and this guy from the north, this guy from the south came and took my woman. And it's like, yeah, this feels like a like a web comic that like this, <laughs> like what the hell is going on? Like yeah. it, it just felt really awkward. Huh. Um, I did like them playing. I never, I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just, it just something about the whole episode just felt off in the writing. Yeah. How did you feel about it? It did feel a little, a little like rushed mm-hmm. or kind of shoehorned. Maybe I'm, I'm trying to think of how. I think my biggest, the the biggest disconnect for me was the transformation of uh, Danny or Khaleesi. How yeah. she's like. There's been a theory for. 
a while now that she's going to turn into the Mad Queen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe. But, like, she's been so interested in, like, justice and, like, what's right mm-hmm. and ridding the world of tyrants that I just don't see her making that jump, even with what's going on. And it just I never agree. made sense to me. And I feel like, obviously, there was the giant reveal mm-hmm. of Jon Snow being... Aemon Targaryen or Aegon Aegon Targaryen, Aegon Targaryen. Um, and I'll re I'll reuse the joke there was certainly egg on her face <laughs> nice um, but that's a huge wrench in her machine I get that yeah. but it just seemed so sudden for me so, yeah yep and, like, and and the thing is like the scene in the hall the great hall where they're celebrating mm-hmm. and everyone is standing around John and like congratulating him yeah and she's sitting there by herself. Mm-hmm. That like hurt. I was like, God, that like I felt bad for I, her. I loved that. Like that's the one. I agree that it is very rushed to kind of have her kind of being more like Mad Queenish. Yeah. Or, like like leaning toward that. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I, I I have theories on how the series is going to end, and it involves her just going off the deep end. Okay. But, um. But I think, and that's not necessarily what I want out of the show. It's just what I think the show is gearing toward mm-hmm. and i kind of disagree with it yeah it's, um, it's just hard i i i'm curious to see it implemented if that's mm-hmm. the direction they go i i'm very curious to yeah. see it i think it could work and they could pull it off mm-hmm. but i feel like she has to have redemption i can't i i it feels so wrong to have her essentially written off in the last two to three episodes yeah. because she goes crazy. Right. Because she's she's been such a pillar throughout yeah. the show. And it's not like she's it's not like she's going crazy because it's it's in her blood or anything. It's going right. crazy because she's threatened by her nephew. And um, he doesn't want the throne. Yeah. 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 But doesn't that doesn't that just make him more of a more of a bad boy? <laughs> yeah. <for him? laughs> um, but no, and it's just like because I I think th- maybe three or four years ago mm-hmm. when we first started talking about Game of Thrones on this show mm-hmm. on the on the podcast yeah, I don't remember five. when, yeah. um, but I theorized I was like I think the the show will end with her getting the throne and that's what mm-hmm. I wanted. I think that would be interesting. I think it's cause she was, like I said, she was a moral pillar and she was yeah. very just throughout the show. That's what mm-hmm. she's been. And I just thought it'd be cool. And that's what I wanted to see. But now I don't know how they can do that. And, right. it, and it makes me a little angry. Like I said, I think her character deserves more than that. I, I agree. Yeah. It's, and they're doing this whole thing with varies and, Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, to, to kind of go back, the scene in the in the Great Hall where she is sitting there with her with her uh, half calf decaf uh, mocha fra- <laughs> mocha mocha latte. Uh, we'll talk about that. It's stupid. We don't even need. To. Did you catch it when? <laughs> no, uh, I didn't. I didn't either. And you sent me the picture before I even watched the oh, episode. Yeah, that's right. And I still didn't see it. Yeah. I well, when did you watch? Because within like twelve hours, they edited. They, oh, did yeah, they? They shopped it out. Maybe that's why. Um, but to briefly talk about that because it's it's fun, like internet, you know, yeah. whatever. Not a big deal. There are people who are blowing it way out of proportion, of course. And there are people that like the more uh, irritating, the more irritating uh, reactions I've seen is the the theory that like oh they, this was on purpose as uh, like like Starbucks paid HBO to have product placement in their show it's like okay 
Are you that fucking stupid? Like, no, they didn't. Because <laughs> yeah. a, hey, you know, Starbucks is really hurting for some for some product placement, <laughs> right? Um, fucking Starbucks of all things. <laughs> B, it was it wasn't a Starbucks cup. It you can't even just, see the logo. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even a Starbucks cup because it was um, craft services. Okay. For the show, um, and then also like human error happens. Like that shit happens. Like yeah whatever right um it's just it's so and it's a deeper story or it's a deeper conversation to have but it's like i just hate that that's our like society now. like that's our right. culture like okay we need to see like the most paranoid like um uh uh conspiracy yeah thing um it's in like everything. like let's just make some memes have a couple laughs and move on that's yeah. that's what it should have been, but yeah, yeah. it turns out to be more than that. Yeah, but um, um, there were some there were some good there were some good tweets and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> oh, totally. Um, I kept thinking like uh, <laughs> uh, I kept thinking, God, she's got to be like a barista's worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, like Daenerys Star- Storborn, mother of dragons, no shit. breaker of chains. <laughs> like okay, um, um, but also in that that celebration in the hall scene it was like uh, as it was referred to on gay of thrones fuck watch 2019 oh yeah <laughs> um just everybody hooking up was really was pretty entertaining yes i was really proud of the tweet that i made um, what was your tweet it was uh it was uh everyone at winterfell everyone at winterfell like after the battle and it was just a gif of ronnie dangerfield at the end of caddyshack saying hey everybody we're gonna get laid <laughs> um nice yeah so uh really proud of that tweet totally but um uh yeah that everyone hooking up that was good you know it was just entertaining yeah it's fun to watch um but yeah to go back to the kind of the scene probably maybe my favorite one of my favorite scenes of the of the episode was the scene between or uh, the scene where uh khaleesi is sitting there and like everyone's celebrating john and everything and like she tries to do like the political kind of like thing like oh gendry you're gonna be you're gonna be the uh yeah lord of uh wherever it was i can't remember yeah um and then and she's also like to Arya stark the hero of winterfell right which i i loved that like because that just kind of plays on the whole like legend thing right but but Um, you're right it was like a the easy political thing to do it was mm-hmm. it's like giving a congressional medal of honor to a congressional medal of honor winner like right. it's it's not it's like duh of course you're yeah, gonna do that exactly yeah um <laughs> yeah i mean i felt great for gendry like that yeah. was oh, yeah. i felt good for him or mm-hmm. happy for him and all that stuff but um there were some tweets and we're get, jumping a little bit ahead but there was i i think i saw a tweet somewhere or something that was like uh dude fucked once and he's proposing (laughs) come on pump the brakes yeah um that was also a good scene because i was like i i knew aria was gonna say what she did but right the way she said it was fun yeah um she's like i'm not a lady (laughs) right that was pretty good Mm -hmm. um but yeah the i i feel like the all of the politics playing out was was pretty fun. It was kind of like yeah. it was kind of like watching House of Cards when House of Cards was so good. Oh yeah, because everyone's playing. You know, there's there's more than one person mm-hmm. 
who can grab the power right now. Right. And it's like, one of them doesn't even want it, but he's kind of destined for it. Mm -hmm. And the other one really wants it, but she has this big obstacle in her way. And it's like, who's going to support who? How do these facts travel around between people? And people are laying out all these scenarios, most specifically Tyrion and Varys Mm -hmm. having their conversations. In that bothered me really um sort of uh tentatively bothered me okay um on one hand it feels kind of cheap it's just kind of like okay they're the audience surrogates they're saying like they're they're just it's it's over explaining the plot to us Mm. um and the different factors that at play um but the on the other hand in the in the great hall scene where where they're celebrating uh danny gets up and she walks and varies follows her out and I, I hope that they don't go this route. I will, I will, I'm on record right now saying that I will be pissed if they, if this is what ends up happening. Um, I kind of got the feeling that maybe when he follows her out, um, she discloses to him about, about John mm. and that he's playing Tyrion to see, like test his loyalties. Okay. Um, which if that's the case, I'm not saying that it is the case because I have no fucking clue. Right. Um, but if it is, I will, I'll be disappointed because it would be basically the same damn thing that happened last season with Littlefinger and Arya and Sansa. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But, uh, before we jump ahead, let's go back to the, uh, the fuck fest scene, <laughs> um, where Sansa is talking to the hound. Um, yeah. Have you been made aware of like the controversy surrounding all this? I don't think so. Okay, so this episode in general is Oh yes, 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 yes. I have read about this. Yes. And they kinda of have a point. I I agree. Yeah. Um this is gonna be kinda of tricky. Um but basically Santa says like like the hound is like, Hey hey little bird, you should have I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. The hound. Um Oh man, I forgot to say, damn it. Okay. Let me pause right here. <laughs> um man, I was so excited to bring this up when we were talking about the long night. Um, real quick Way back in the long night, uh, when the Night King is approaching Bran, um, I did like, I liked that they didn't, that he didn't say a word or anything, um, kept silent, but I, like, I chuckled to myself, even though I was like super tense and everything, because I thought, (laughs) I thought, how fucking funny would it be (laughs) if, uh, the Night King walks up to Bran, and like for seasons years we haven't we haven't like this is this is like the big moment and the night king's like um well howdy brian (laughs) i'm the night king (laughs) oh jesus how can i do you for partner (laughs) oh god um that didn't happen so anyway i did not to the celebration uh sansa is talking to the hound hound says uh, you little bird, you should have come, come with me and you would have avoided all of the Ramsey and, and everything that happened to you and all that. Um, and Joffrey and everything. And she says, without them, I would have still been a little bird. Mm-hmm. And I agree that is patently like that. That is the wrong thing for, for her to say. Yeah. Like I get the sentiment that. I think that they were going for like, you know, the trauma that she experienced made her a stronger person Mm -hmm. or she, her overcoming that trauma made her a stronger person. Right. But the writers are kind of stupid and they didn't say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that I, I'm on, like I'm on board with the, the kind of backlash. Like that's just not, 
Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. My only, I'm not going to defend it, but I will say that she was, she was a little bird. She was mm-hmm. like a princess, not, not a strong person at yes. all. And that stuff did make her strong. Right. And I don't. It's just the way she says it. Is, right. And I don't, I don't know that they're blatantly implying that like, well, she had to, she had to be raped right. in order to become a strong person. I don't think. I don't know that they're implying that, mm-hmm. but you can definitely infer it. Yeah. I'll I put it that way. Yeah. I don't think it's the intention to imply that. I think it's right. just the wording is makes it sound yeah. like that's what they're saying. Right. Um, but what I will say, um, like I'm on board with, with all that. Like that they they should have reword they should have worded that differently. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing that I, I like I saw there was a BuzzFeed article. Um so that should tell you something. <laughs> um, but it was like uh, a list of things that they found wrong with, with the episode. Okay. And like there were a lot of good points and everything. But th- the one where I was like, I kind of like, I had like just an, an angry reaction uh, was they said the Sansa line was terrible because she's always been a strong character. Or she's always been a strong woman, or something no, like that. She yeah. hasn't. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that is that is false. Like that right. is a false statement. And like Sansa in the first book and the first season was one of my favorite characters, specifically because uh, she is this entitled princess who thinks her life is a fairy tale when mm-hmm. Westeros is not a fucking fairy fairy tale. Right. So like her. Her belief in this fairy tale, like romanticized version of of like the story of like the way things are supposed to be, is what invariably leads to her dad being beheaded in front of her, mm-hmm. and leads her down this path to where she is, where she has just horrible things ahead of her. Um, like in book two and in season two, I think, or maybe in season three, I don't know, but um. When, like, there's, there's a, I can't remember the character's name. He was like, I think he was like the Joffrey's like court jester or something. He was kind of like a jackass drunkard. Yes. Guy. Yeah. Um, like, leading up to him trying to rescue Sansa, I think. Um, like in the book, I, I vividly remember her talking, well, somewhat vividly. I'm, I'm kind of an idiot, but, <laughs> um, I remember her being like, she's, she's waiting for her prince, uh, like like a knight in shining armor to come rescue her and everything, and she has this kind of romanticized thing, and like he is the one that tries to help her out, and she's just like, oh, right, this is my prince. It's like, yeah, like so. No, she's not a str- she. Ha- she wasn't a strong person. No, she wasn't. <laughs> like she wasn't, and like to say that is like I, I feel like that's just ignorant. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they made some other cool points. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so kind of moving along from that, like that, you know, whatever, uh, well, not whatever, but, um, yeah, moving on from that, Jamie and Brienne hook up. Yeah. That um, was just, I thought that was kind of silly, frankly. Really? Like that was like bad fan service, I think. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of bad fan service. Yeah. So. I don't think that made sense really. Interesting. I don't have a problem with it. It was cute, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I just didn't, I, I don't The know. problem is they're not related. Like, <laughs> You're if right. they were brother and sister, Yeah. Right. Um, no, I definitely get that. It did seem because a lot of this, a lot of this episode felt like it was just fan service. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we're gonna get a lot more of that, like with mm-hmm. uh, the Hound going to 
King's Landing and saying, like, oh, I have some other unfinished stuff. It's like, okay, people have been, for two seasons, people have been yelling about Clegane Bowl. It's like, yeah. okay, the writers are just giving them what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we'll come back to, to Jamie and Brienne. But I want to, oh, let's see, where where to go next? Um, uh, I'll come back to that, too. Um, God, oh, the other thing really bothered me. But anyway... Um, a lot of things about Ghost and, uh, John. Yeah, I, I don't really care that much yeah, about that. I don't that. either. That's, yeah. I love dogs, but mm-hmm. I was like, Ghost has barely been around. Like, right. I, I kind of forgot about him, frankly. Yeah. And it's like, people are, people are all upset because he didn't even, like, acknowledge Ghost or anything. It's like, okay, well, the whole episode, like, he's shedding, he's shedding everything that makes him a northern right. person. It's like, that's just another thing about it. Yeah. Um... I will say someone someone online commented that uh, they want to see one of the spinoffs be Tormund and Ghost having adventures <laughs> yeah. um, in the North. And like, I'd watch I, the shit out of that. Oh my god, I would love every second of it. I'm gonna miss Tormund for the last two episodes. Me, me too. He was me fun. Too. Um, and on the other hand, I hope he doesn't show up again. Yeah, because I I love I love the idea. I love that as his ending mm-hmm. I, I love like i want him to survive i want him and ghost to have adventures yeah but um yeah there's people like are all upset about oh why didn't you even pet him and stuff and right it's like, okay it's that at least makes sense in the story mm-hmm. um also some other comments were um ned stark keeps one of the biggest secrets in all of westeros for years John tells Sansa, and five minutes later, everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny. Yeah, which I didn't have a problem with Sansa talking to Tyrion about it, because um, it she's kind of conniving against Danny. Yeah. Um, which plays into my theory for the ending, which I'll talk about later. And also, Sansa's right a lot of the time. Right. Um, she ends up being right later on in the episode, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, I, I agree, but also I, again, like the show, okay, so this episode, this episode kind of pissed me off a little bit because the showrunners, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, yes, um, they said like a like two years ago when the when the last season was was kind of closing out uh they said we have x number of hours left in the story mm-hmm. we know how it's gonna end we know what's gonna happen we know how much time we have left in this story um this episode tells me they don't they they misjudged how much time they had left <laughs> yeah um because we get so much is omitted um like i I feel like we were owed, as you know, viewers of the episode, we were owed a scene where Arya and Sansa learn about Jon's heritage and have that conversation with him. Yeah. But instead, it's just like, oh, hey, Bran, tell him. And then we cut. The only reason I didn't miss that is because Jon's already had that conversation twice. He learned about it from yeah. Sam, and then he had to tell Danny about it. So it's like, you're going to hear it a third time. That's true. That's true. That's the only reason why that didn't bother me that much. That's that's fair. That is totally yeah. fair. I just I wanted to see Sansa and Arya's reaction to it. Right. Um yeah. I mean, we kind of did. Sansa told Tyrion. And I think yeah. that's part of her reaction and then Arya was like I'm going to King's Landing cuz I got to finish up my list and mm. 
I don't. I don't know. I think her reaction's still up in the air a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I, you, sure. You're not wrong. I'll put it that mm. way. I think. I think that's a a fair, completely fair reaction to it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. And the other big thing, like this is this is my biggest one of my biggest issues with the episode, Braun. Mm. Um. Future star of the Dark Tower TV show. Yes. Uh, Jerome Flynn. Right. Um, uh, I really hope he's one of the big coffin hunters. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, that scene felt so fucking out of place. It did. Like that was maybe, I would say it's my, my least favorite scene of the entire season so far. Yeah. Um, he comes in with the crossbow. He talks to Jamie and Tyrion and then leaves it at like, okay, well, if you guys win, I get high garden uh so don't die like he literally says don't die and right he's like okay on one hand literally felt like they were in panic mode like like the everything about that scene felt like they spent all their energy and all their time doing the battle of winterfell and then suddenly they were like like they wrote the rest of the season and they were like oh shit we set up that Braun is supposed to kill them. Right. Fuck. Or like, oh God, how do we keep Braun relevant? Uh, let's yeah. throw this scene together real quick. Yeah. It felt like that literally, I don't know anything about the production of it, but it felt like it was a last minute reshoot because there's no one else in that like pub or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just those three actors. Yeah. Um, Braun hits Tyrion in the nose and like Tyrion has, Oh, you think you broke my nose? Um, the rest of the episode, like, there's no makeup or anything to show that his <laughs> nose was injured yeah. that I could see. Um, it just <laughs> felt so sloppy. Yeah. Um, the only, I mean, I did kind of like some of his lines, though. Sure. They were kind of fun. I mean, that's Jerome Flynn. He's, he's great. Right. Um, did you... Are you aware of his history? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. You are? Ah, oh, man. That's yeah. Nice. Okay, I had no idea. Wait. Wait. Aware Do you know of, what I'm talking about? No. The actor. Like his history with Lena Hetty and stuff like that? No, 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 no. Even before that. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, Calm that's, down. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just play this. It, it won't be long. Robson and Jerome. Play it on the TV. Okay. I don't know enough about what this is exactly, but apparently it's pretty popular wherever in like in the UK, I think. Okay. Uh 1996. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Soon to be star of the Dark Tower TV show, <laughs> co-star. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he was apparently a pop musician. 
in the UK. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this song, I'm gonna put. A, I'm probably just gonna put a clip of it in the episode. Uh, <laughs> it's called Saturday Night at the Movies. Robson and Jerome. The video, uh, link to the video, will be in the show notes of this episode. Wow. So anyway, uh, so yeah, Braun shows up. It completely out of place. Feels like just. It it feels so much like they just misjudged how much time they had. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. I I didn't like it. I mm. didn't like it. Um. It was a very brawn thing to do. It was. But just yeah, out of place. Yeah. Um. So, let's talk about. Okay. Okay. Arya and the Hound are going to going to, um, King's Landing, and then. Jamie leaves that whole thing. Oh, that's uh, jumping a little bit ahead, but um, that was tough. Tough. How do you it was. It was tough seeing him just like completely break Brienne's heart. Oh yeah, because he said he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stay here because she's you know sworn to protect the Stark girl, and mm-hmm. and he it's like, oh, Jamie's gonna have a happy ending. Wow, who'd have thought? And then mm-hmm. he just completely backtracks on it, and his whole yeah. his whole thing where he talks about how he's really not a good person, and that I didn't. <sighs> didn't like it no because a it's like okay clearly he's not like it's not that he's just oh he just wants to fuck his sister again right it's like he's gonna go to try to kill her that's oh really it feels like that's so telegraphed and obvious to me Hmm. um and it just because the alternative is like okay he literally thinks like okay he doesn't belong here he's he's a bad guy who whatever Hmm. um that just feels it just doesn't feel like it doesn't track like and that's one of the issues I have with the uh, the season really in this episode is that it just doesn't make sense. Like I can't buy into the fiction that they're selling us on the characters. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, really, it was just hard. I felt horrible for Brienne. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah, and that people were pissed about that too. <laughs> yeah. That she's this strong woman and everything, and they've just made her into this. Sad, crying, crying woman, crying over a man. She was slaughtering zombies the week before. Let's calm yeah. down here. She's still a badass, right? She's also a person, right? God, the internet. Yeah, <sighs> I kind, I kind of, I kind of get it. Though. Really? Yeah. yeah. Agree to disagree. Agree though. to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or or when you leave here tonight, I'm gonna just sit. Here, I'm just gonna stand by the door, crying my eyes. Out. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. And then. Arya and the Hound, I, I like them getting back together and, and doing their thing. Yeah. It's cool. Right. Um, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, wh- why don't they just have Bran warg into some ravens and go, like, take out Cersei or whatever or yeah. scout ahead? It's like, when has Bran, when has Bran done anything right. <laughs> of use? Um, yeah. So. It's not really his role either. Right. Yeah. So, um, the big battle clip <laughs> um, yeah that okay this is where i was like mm, i had so many problems with it um sort of okay so uh rachel Rhaegal? the dragon Rhaegar? right no that's the bro that's her brother Rhaegar. Rhaegal. Rhaegal, yeah Rhaegal. Um, that was so brutal and unexpected. Yeah. Um, there's a shot, like, his multiple fucking arrows and stuff. Right. There's a shot that's, like, shocked me so much when 
he gets the one in the throat and like blood just gushes out and yeah. falls into the into the water. That was legitimately heartbreaking. Yeah. Um also um it's going to be a tough conversation between Danny and John. <laughs> There's so much like bad blood there too and then she got sort of his dragon killed. Right. Um, granted, yeah, the dragon is kind of like her child, but also, like, he just learned how to ride a dragon. Yeah. Um, it's messed up. Yeah. Um, so that, like, visually, that was cool. That mm-hmm. was cool, unexpected, shocking, and surprising and everything. But, first of all, you're on Greyjoy. I just... He's a, ch- he's a terrible character. Mm. Um, just the way he's written is just so one-note. Yeah. He is too he's too much yeah we talked about this before right um but like they're like people are complaining about like oh how could she not see that there was like a an army of ships and why did she dive right toward them instead of going around and and yeah taking them from the back um giving the old reach around (laughs) um which i agree but my problems with that is is not that it's that Everything about that sequence was was brief. Like, yeah. we get Tyrion's perspective as, like, the arrows are crashing into the ship, and he jumps down, and then he gets knocked out, and then suddenly everything's okay. All the major characters, except for Masande, wash up on shore, and Greyjoy's fleet is gone, I think. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, it felt like way too much of a shortcut. Yeah, it's, um, it's there and gone. Yeah. In a moment, yeah. Yeah. Um, just really it really rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been that bad if that's what it was. If like, okay, they just they got rid of a dragon, they fought a little bit, but then like they retreated or whatever. But like they managed to they managed to capture one character. Right. And like it's one character that we know, and it's like it just felt so sloppy and it felt like um it felt below what game of thrones is mm-hmm. um and it just felt like plot contrivance and plot convenience yeah that's how this most of this episode felt was yeah quick and convenient mm-hmm. and poorly thought out yeah in a lot of places yeah it was i mean it looked cool, and seeing the the the, the trebuchets that they built to sh- to launch the arrows at the dragons, I was like, "Oh mm. shit!" Like that was cool and everything, but yeah, it's I just like called scorpions. Are they? Yeah. Well, I don't it's mean basically to keep correcting. It's basically, it's shit, a trebuchet. Right? I mean, that's what it is. It shoots a giant arrow. It's a trebuchet. Right. Is um, trebuchets really the the big? Like I thought a trebuchet like, shot an arrow. No, uh, trebuchet is. Um, if you remember, if you remember your, I thought that was uh, a catapult. No, well, what I was just describing is catapulty, mm-hmm. um, but a trebuchet is more like um, it's what Locke and Boone used to try to break open the hatch in season one <laughs> of Lost. Okay, um, because there's okay. a scene where Locke is like, "It's called a trebuchet." Oh, okay. I guess I'm wrong then. I thought a trebuchet was the thing that shot the arrows, like a giant, yeah. basically like a giant crossbow. I thought that mm-hmm. was what a trebuchet was. No, it's uh, what it, what it. No, unfortunately not. It's a, okay. it's a big. Uh, it's called the big. Big giant crossbowy, um, <laughs> uh, sharp endy, pointy endy thing. Gotcha. Um, but okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, sorry. No, you're um, right. I, I didn't. No, I'm that. an asshole. Um, I mean, a little. Yeah, I, I am. I'm kidding. Okay. I um, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a total bad boy of the podcast. 
<laughs> but I thought those were cool and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like not, I mean, I hate to be this guy, but it's like, she could just like fly like really, really high up in the air and literally just come straight in over them and they can't, yeah. they can't aim the arrows up that high and she could just torch all the ships mm-hmm. and that would be that. I mean, yeah, I, it's a bit of a hole or whatever. I agree. It's. And, I hate to be that guy, but immediately yeah. I was like, okay, we'll just get you know, and not I that hard. Can, I can almost forgive it. Well, this could be me making an excuse for it, or it could be me just drawing something that isn't there or wanting to see something that isn't there. But I kind of feel like maybe that's intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's to show that she really doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. And she's probably not really the right person for the Iron Throne. Yeah. Um, but also that just feels like I'm making excuses for it, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it bothered me. Mm-hmm. And just the whole Masande thing just felt way, way too convenient. Yeah, and super convenient. Contrived. And there was a lot of controversy over her death scene and everything. Did you read up on that? No. So, um, showing my excruciating whiteness um, <laughs> here, uh, there has been a lot of talk over the years about the lack of, of people of color on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And the one, like, Grey Worm and Masande are like the two kind of featured players that are people of color in the show. And a big thing about Masande is that she was she was freed from bondage and slavery from uh, by Daenerys, mm-hmm. and just like people were upset because they killed her off in a completely unceremonious way, even going so far as to put her back in chains for it. Yeah. Which, on one hand, I feel like that was more to demonstrate the ruthlessness of Cersei. Um, mm-hmm. rather than a disrespect for the lack of diversity in the show by the, by the writers of the episode, but I'm a, a white dude. Right. Um, how do you feel about that kind of, um, I, uh, hornet's nest I just laid at your feet? Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's true. <laughs> and I hadn't, feel, I hate to say this, but I hadn't really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is true. There have not been characters of color on the show. Right. I mean, even like the Dothraki, who are ethnically, you know, not yeah. white. Uh, they're not black people. I don't right. know what you'd. Also, you could argue that they were essentially like ethnically cleansed in right. the Battle of Winterfell. Right. Um, <clears throat> which was but, another point of contention. Yeah. For a lot of people. But even the major Dothraki character of uh, Khal Drogo, mm-hmm. gone in the first season, mm-hmm. and all the other, for the most part, Dothraki characters hardly ever say anything and are not major characters. Right. So, um, that's definitely a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, it didn't, I didn't have those feelings and they didn't culminate in this mm-hmm. episode when she was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can understand, I can understand the issues there. Yeah. But it wasn't like she was enslaved again. She was just a captive. Right. She was held captive. Yeah. So, and she got, like I, um, so, okay. Uh, um, deadline, fucking deadline. So each week there has been leaked like footage or videos or pictures or whatever of like the recent episode. Like every like Sunday, there's like a a new leak and everything. Mm. So like I saw like a tweet here and there saying like, oh, I guess I better stay off of social media because leaks are out there for Game of Thrones tonight. And so I'm like, 
okay, well, uh, what are the chances I'm actually going to come across just a, a random tweet and everything? Um, so I didn't heed that warning. And so I was browsing Facebook, and I saw a post by Deadline, the entertainment website, um, that, uh, I, I hate this. I hate this about our culture right now, like the way that, that entertainment news is, is reported on. Because Deadline posted an article that on Facebook, the headline was, um, episode four leaked, leaked photos show, uh, or, uh, uh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones leaks continue. Episode four show, uh, episode four photos show, and then in brackets it put major character death. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to spend the next fucking hour that I'm watching the show expecting a major character to die. Yeah. Like, why not just say, hey, photos have been leaked. Yeah. Um, like, come on. And so I yeah. tweeted, um, about that. I, I won't be able to find it, but, um, I was, kinda, <laughs> I was kind of proud in retrospect because it was just a fun coincidence that I was like, I just basically went on like a three tweet, like rant about it. <laughs> Saying like, it's technically, like, it's, it's vague enough to where they can get away with post, like, reporting on it that way. Yeah. Um, but it's specific enough to where I'm looking for a specific, like, piece of plot that's going to happen right and that spoils it for me and it's just it's shitty that it's an actual like entertainment like news website yeah that i follow because i follow them i follow them i i stopped following like other uh news site entertainment news sites because they were so negative and aggravating and clickbaity yeah and then i get this from like the new the new one for for me yeah but anyway um at the end of that little tweet storm i had um i said uh i said it's just stupid it's just it's aggravating and stupid and um and then i put at at deadline and i put a gif of daenerys saying dracaris to the the slave owners in Karth <laughs> and like one of the dragons like firing them right um because it I, and I just love that that kind of uh ended up being coincidental with uh Masande's last line Saint Dracaris right um but yeah um how do you feel about the uh parlay se- scene like with Tyrion at the gate and Kyburn um I think it was as it was happening I was like this isn't that exciting really. Mm. Um, but then I just loved the fact that Tyrion just walked away from him because Kyburn has just been so, I don't know what the word is, ineffectual or just like, just kind of there. Um, not, not particularly interesting. Yeah. And it's like, we don't really know his motives, but I don't really care. Yeah. And even here, he's just her mouthpiece. He's just her mouthpiece. Right. Um, which he serves his purpose in that regard. Yeah. Um, but then Tyrion just walks away and I'm like, Oh, okay. What's Mm -hmm. going on here? And then he has that like heart to heart with Cersei. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was pretty effective. Um, he, cause he's like one of the few people who truly understands her and Mm -hmm. like, isn't just afraid of her or whatever thinks she's evil. He truly understands her as a person and he Mm -hmm. cut right to what the only human part of her really. And, and I was like, dang, man, he really got to her. He could Mm -hmm. tell. And I wonder, there's a lot of speculation stuff, but I wonder if you're on, uh, is the memes, the memes were funny. Yeah. The memes were funny. Um, (laughs) 
Like, I wonder, did he catch that? Like, okay, right. well, how does he know that she's pregnant? Unless she was pregnant before I, I fucked the queen. Right. Um, but the whole time where he's talking to her and, like, he's looking up and talking to her and trying to appeal to her, I really thought that she was going to kill him. Yeah. Um, I was so nervous. Um, Frankly, I don't know why she didn't. Me too. I think it's a bit of a flaw, sort of, mm-hmm. that she didn't, because it's like, she's wanted to kill him since the first episode. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's just like... You literally have the perfect opportunity right there. Yeah. And it's, you know, you could say, like, oh, it'd be an act of war. There's going to be a war anyways. (laughs) Right. It's just like, so I, I don't really understand that. Right. But maybe they'll try to explain it or retcon it or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. It was, it was kind of a messy episode. Yeah. Actually, it was a pretty messy episode. It really really was. Not just kind of. Um, it's still Game of Thrones and there's still a lot of satisfying shit. I think the character stuff is still fairly interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I enjoyed watching John, Jon Snow try to juggle his past identity and his new one Mm -hmm. without telling everybody. Right. Um, and try to appease Danny. While still being true to himself and like not trying to withhold the truth anymore, mm-hmm. um, I think that's an interesting struggle to watch. Yeah, um, I, I do appreciate that, and like I think I think it's interesting seeing. I, I think I think we're full on going to get Danny as the Mad Queen. Like, I think that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen, and that bums me out a little bit. Yeah, but it's I think it's still fun to watch. I just wish it would have been spread out over. A couple of episodes, yeah. or a whole season, really. I, I would have loved if the rapidity is just strange. Yeah. It, oh, well, yeah. it's not strange; it's just unfortunate. Yeah, like I wish that they would have started her down this road, 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 road. Uh, this road, the road. Um, like it at the at the uh, at the least the beginning of last season, right? Like if they had that much development, they, it could have been. Interesting, I guess. It's and like I said, it's a disserv- it's a disservice to her character. Yeah, it's a shame, really. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, so do you think the, do you think the last dragon's gonna die? <laughs> um, probably. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it's so. I have a feeling we're not gonna reconvene until the series is over. Yeah. So, I guess it's as good a time as any. What do you think is gonna happen in these last two episodes? Man, I don't know. What do you um, think is going to happen, and what do you want to happen? I, what, what, it's funny. The one thing I really want is I want Sansa to kill Cersei. That's so interesting. I don't know. I just want to see it. I just think it'd huh. be cool. Uh, Sansa's not a physical person. She's a mm-hmm. she's a badass strategist. Like mm-hmm. a, she's like a leader now. I think she's a really good leader. Uh, by the way, the point the the part that I was talking about with her being right and being smart is that she told. Khaleesi told Danny, "Don't, don't fly your dragon south. Like, oh yeah, take take a take a beat. That's right. She's like, it's going to go tear. That's a horrible idea. It's going to go mm-hmm. wrong if you try to do that, and it goes really wrong. Yeah. Um. So I mean, she's. I feel like Hans, Sansa's got a good head on her shoulder, shoulders. She knows what she's talking about. I think. I think she's just like a natural leader. She's a. She's a Stark. Yeah. She's like her dad and her mom because she was raped. <laughs> yes, because um. she, that's why. Because she had <laughs> yeah. to be raped. Um. <laughs> So I, I and I just I don't know. I think that'd be cool to see. I'm fine if it's not in there. It doesn't make a lot of sense for Sansa. She didn't she didn't go south. Right. <laughs> She's not making the trip, so it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um. But it would also be really cool to see Arya kill Cersei. Because she's yeah. on she's on her list, right? You know, um, I think and that'd the, be that's part of like a prophecy too. Like, oh really? The scene, and I think it was season two, 
um, like Arya meets Melisandre, and she says, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but she was like, she was like, I see darkness in you. Um, there are like brown eyes, blue ri- blue eyes, and green eyes that you're going to close forever. Mm. And I think people were saying that the brown eyes were Walder Frey. Um, and the blue eyes are obviously all of the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. And the green eyes or whatever it is is going to be Cersei. Okay. Um, but then again, she took out the Night King, so it's like, does she need that much glory? Yeah, yeah. Like, save some for the rest of us, dude. It, exactly. Um, but I, it would also, I, I hate to keep focusing on Cersei being killed, mm-hmm. but we all want to see it because she's awful. Right. Uh, um, Jamie. Yeah. That'd be heartbreaking and just mm-hmm. crazy if they do it right. They've been fucking up. So we'll see. Right. Uh, we'll see how they pull that off. Or just who, who gets to kill her is going to be interesting to see because mm-hmm. she's, she's got to die. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm not as interested in the Clegane Bull as I thought I'd be. I, uh, yeah. It just seems kind of like it's a little unnecessary at this point. Yeah. And I think the. I think it'd be cool to see Arya fight the mountain. Oh, God. That'd be nuts. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. Um, or, and that could also be kind of, well, if she uses the same techniques that she did with the white, like with the staff, it would be kind of a rehash of, uh, sort of, yeah. Mountain and the Viper. It's true. Um, I had a couple of thoughts. I took screenshots just in case, cause I, I was talking in my group chat with, uh, with Molly and Yuri about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I ultimately, ultimately think John will end up being king though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I okay. mean, they're, they're, I feel like they're heading towards that. Mm-hmm. And he's the best choice. Sorry. That's... Sorry, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's, here's what I wrote. Um, okay. So, so I put, I don't know how they would do this, but it would be cool. Um, italicized cool because I'm not sure. Now that talking this out, I'm not sure how effective this would be. But it would be cool if Danny takes the throne and, like the last scene of the series, is her her ordering the death of pretty much everyone still standing. Mm-hmm. Um, her having her own like burn them all. Um, scene. Uh, she kills John, and then the final scene is the dragon destroying Winterfell and all of the North, so Sansa can't usurp Danny. Um, then, and this is stupid, then the credits roll, and then we get a post-credit scene where Danny is on the throne sipping a pumpkin spice latte, latte and winks at the camera. Oh my god. Um, or, <laughs> Danny takes the throne, and Tyrion notices that she really is crazy, and he kills her in the throne room. Then the last scene is Tyrion and Jamie walking off into the distance and into their own little spin-off buddy comedy show, The King and Queen Slayers. <laughs> um, Jesus. Those are my stupid jokey predictions. Oh my my honest prediction Um I really I really think that Danny is gonna kill John. Okay. I don't know how it's going to come about. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think that her jealousy and everything's going to get the better of her. I don't think it's going to be set up properly. I don't think, I don't, I feel like that's where it's leading, but I don't think that it's leading it, leading there well. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Hmm. So I think I, I, that'd be interesting to, I mean, that'd be cool to see. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that'd be a, if it's done right, it would be a satisfying conclusion to that right that uh, would that'd be crazy yeah. I, i'd love to see that um yeah i do i do legitimately think it would be kind of cool if 
Uh, by the way, I think I think Jamie will probably kill Cersei. Okay. Um, probably. I don't know. Um, yeah. Or maybe Tyrion. That would be pretty cool. Right. I, I mean, it's funny because like Cersei's gonna die, and we yeah. really want to see it. She's got it's like, just like a dozen people. <laughs> there's literally a line of people. Yeah. Who want to kill her? Um, I do think Grey Worm is going to die trying to kill Cersei. Okay. I think I think there's going to be some kind of thing there to pay off. Masande's death. Okay. Um, and the fact that Game of Thrones hates people of color. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll see, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any parting thoughts? So, I mean, I'm still looking forward to these last two episodes. It's mm. not, it's not like a couple of missteps and a, a bad episode or just not a very good episode or two mm-hmm. is going to ruin the whole series or ruin, right. ruin these last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking forward to them. They could still be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I'm not as encouraged as I was, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to like downplay it or, uh, jump to conclusions. Like you can't, right. you can't jump to a conclusion on something you haven't seen yet. You yeah. Know, you you got to see it first. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, we'll see. Yep. Uh, we will Cersei. <laughs> um, so Yeah. Um, it would be, it would be crazy if, like, it's actually Brienne that takes, uh, takes out Cersei, and yeah. she, like, runs into the throne, and like, oh, no, you're not gonna take my man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Turns into a cat fight. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. So, next time we talk about Game of Thrones, it'll be over. It will we're be. We're talk about the last two episodes. Yep. Um, and then also, I've forgotten about this until I kind of was reminded of it by the internet. Um, I think the night that the final episode airs, or the next day, or the next week, or something, there's like a feature-length documentary about the making of the last season. Right. Um, so, what I was thinking, and feel free to veto this. Okay. I was thinking next time, when the series is over, we get back together and we record the our reviews of the last two episodes, and then... We do one episode, one one additional episode that's all about the documentary, kind of reviewing that as a documentary, okay. and also just kind of wrapping up our thoughts on the series as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We can okay. do that. Cool. Um, we'll we'll get to that after we review Pet Cemetery 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Terror Um uh, which that review is coming soon. I promise. Um, so yeah, so that'll do it for this episode of the Obsessive Viewer. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening, and next week we're going to do... I have an episode in the can uh, with Kirsten talking about extremely wicked, evil something... um, What the Ted Bundy Netflix movie? Right. Um, yeah, and we also do Lost Point and uh, some other stuff, so that'll be fun. And yeah, uh, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thanks again, Robert, for the very kind review on iTunes. Uh, very much appreciated. And you know, if you're listening to this, you know, be like Robert. Yes. Um. Yes. Uh. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. Ah, like, the way that it works is that the school sends me an invoice for each course after I complete it. Mm -hmm. 
and then I send that to my to my employer and they basically deposit the money into like when I get paid they deposit the money like they add the money of the invoice to my paycheck okay and then I pay the school with that money Um, which when I say it out loud, sounds a lot like money laundering, (laughs) It does, but it's not, (laughs) um, but, uh, my cousin's a coke head. (laughs) 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 But every like, every like 10th of a penny goes to me. Um, (laughs) is that stealing? (laughs) Sounds like stealing. The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash OV archive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer and at Obsessive Tiny. And follow our recurring co-hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at R.A. Feckus and at Burger underscore Lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at tpublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower Series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at TheSecularPerspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty! Kitty!